Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spend each day trying to be a little wiser than when you were when you woke up. Those who keep learning, keep rising. That's Charlie Munger, the co-founder of Berkshire Hathaway with the more famous Warren Buffett. And since you're listening to this podcast, congratulations. You are following Charlie's advice. And on today's show, we are talking about how to make money on stocks you already own. No matter what the market conditions are, raging bull market, wickedly bad bear market, flat, boring, why did I even start investing market? So grab a pen, get some paper, and get ready for some knowledge on options and specifically the cover call strategy. You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. Fun fact, today's fun fact, 100% of the time, the S&P 500 has been up 12 months after the United States midterm elections, which if you don't know, happened November of 2022. The average return after a midterm was 18.6% going back to 1950. Even rising interest rate environments have not derailed the impact of the post-midterm optimism. The United States midterms were Last November on the 7th, and the S&P 500 closed that day at $3,806. As of today's recording, it is trading already at $3,896. So all we have to do is keep pace or not just lose very much money, and we keep that midterm streak alive. And that was today's fun fact. All right, let's talk options. I'm sure at some point in your investing life, you've been told that options are scary. You can lose everything when you trade them. Well, on today's show, I want to calm us down. I want to check the temperature of the room. Today, we're going to go over some of the basics of options. And then the real meat of the discussion is going to be how can you trade and specifically use covered calls to make money on stocks that you already own. First off, we need to know a few terms. We're going to be going over some of the basic terms of options. We're going to be discussing the difference between a call option and a put option very briefly. And then we're going to get into, again, the meat of how you can put this to practice if you want to starting today. All right, so first off, you need to know a few things. Options traders speak a different language. You hear terms like calls and puts and strike and delta and theta. Sometimes these other words that I've left a few off are called the Greeks. And here's a quick example of each one so you can get in and figure it out and start making some money. Options trading is a fantastic way to make income. You can make extra gains off stocks or you can hedge a position that you're already in up, down, or even sideways, it doesn't really matter. You can make money in any market. It's possible. And it's true that options traders use a language that sounds a little weird and sometimes difficult to understand at first, but really it is easy once you get your head around it. So first, what is a stock option? A stock option gives an investor the right, but not the obligation to buy or sell a stock. 
And you're doing this at an agreed upon price and in a date in the future. So for instance, a call option. This gives the option holder the right to buy 100 shares of a stock. Again, the right, not the obligation. It's like saying I have the right to buy 100 shares of Apple at, let's say, $120 per share one month from today. This contract has a market and has market value, and it's either bought or sold when the market is open. Options are when your market is open. So if you're trading Australian options, it is during market hours. If you're doing American options, it is during market hours. A call option has many parameters to it. Here are some. You'll notice something called the strike price. The strike price is the price that you will buy the stock at the expiration date when the contract expires. And this can be stock or ETF. So you've got market price, which is the current price of the stock. And every call option has a prevailing market price at which it can no longer be bought or sold. The holder of the call option is bullish, meaning they're excited about the stock appreciating. They're betting the stock or ETF is going to rise in price. And the seller of the stock option is known as bearish. That's your quick explanation of call options. Now let's talk about the cousin of the call option or maybe the stepsister of the call option, uh, put options. I covered in my episode in, in 2022 is titled How to Buy Stocks on Sale. So you can listen to that for more details about puts. But the basics of a put is that it gives the holder of the option contract the right to sell 100 shares of stock or ETF. It is like saying I have the right to sell 100 shares of Apple stock at $120 per share until the expiration date. And this contract has market value too. Like You don't actually have to hold and appreciate and take possession of these stocks. Like You could buy an option from somebody and that option trades like a stock trade. It's going to go up and down with the movement of the stock. And you might buy an option today, say, and you think it's going to appreciate. So you're buying a call option because you think it's the stock that it's attached to is going to go up. And it might just have a good day that day. You were planning on holding this stock option for two months, but that stock just had a record day and it went up 20%. Your, your call option might be up 10% and that might be good enough for you. You could sell that call option right then, that day, hold it only five, six, seven hours you collect that 10%, you sell that call option to somebody else, bingo, bingo, bongo, you made money. So the call option is bullish, the put option is bearish. And a put option, again, has many parameters to it. It's got strike prices, just like the call option has strike prices. It has market value, so you can sell it like we just discussed. And it is, one contract is good for 100 shares, just like the call option. Anytime you're dealing with an option, you're talking about controlling 100 shares of that stock. It sound, you know, the puts sound just like a call option because they're basically the inverted option. All right, so the strike, again, is the same. The strike is what you are willing to buy or sell that stock at. So our example we've given so far, the Apple strike would be 120. But we're going to get into some more in-depth examples here in just a second. We've covered calls, we've covered puts, we've talked about the strike. Now let's talk about the first Greek. And really, we're only going to talk about two of the Greeks today. We're going to talk about delta and theta. Delta is measured of how much the option price will move given $1 of movement of the underlying asset, a la the stock or the ETF. 
In a volatile market of 2022, I started selling delta options of 20.2. And this means that the option price will move 20 cents for every $1 the stock moves. So the stock goes up $1, I gained 20 cents of appreciation. If the stock fell $1, I lost 20 cents of appreciation. But as volatility kept growing and growing and growing in 2022, I lowered my delta, also known as the risk assignment. I went to a less risky, less correlated position down to a delta of 10. So when I get into cover call examples, we're going to talk more about delta. But the smaller the number of delta, the less risk of being assigned on either the put or the call. You also have less risk or less correlation to the dollar. But I use delta as mainly a risk assessment. I use delta every time I decide to get into a covered call or a cash secured put. Theta. This is the last Greek we're going to talk about. So if you're tired of the Greeks, don't worry. Stick with me. We're about to talk about covered calls. The reason you're here today. But you need to know something about theta. Theta is the measure of time decay. And this tells you how much the option will drop in price if all other variables held constant. Earlier, we talked about $120 call option, so you're bullish on Apple because you bought a call option. And if it was one month away, the theta is going to be 0.138, round up to 14.14. This means that all things being held equal, each day it's going to drop $14 in value that the price has not hit at 120. So you want it, when you buy a call option, you want the option to get to your strike price as soon as possible because each day... Theta is chewing up your potential profits. All right, we're done. Those were the Greeks. That was the brief overview on options terms. We covered call options, put options, we got strike price, we got delta, and we got theta. Now let's address the elephant in the room. You've heard stories about people losing their life savings. They've YOLO'd into options. All you have to do is look up Wall Street bets, Google Wall Street bets, YOLOs, and you'll see some kids making an extreme amount of money, and you'll see maybe even more stories about some folks losing basically everything. And what did these people do to lose it all? And why won't we be doing that? When someone has YOLOed into an option position that causes a huge loss in their portfolio, it's because they've taken one, a naked option, not covered, we're, we're talking about covered calls, they took a naked or uncovered position. And they were also extremely reckless with their portfolio risk. Whenever I make a trade, I never risk more than 2% of my portfolio. If you are YOLOing, you only live once, might as well blow all your investment money, right? God, what a, I, I can see the desire to make a lot of money, but you worked really hard to get this money into your brokerage account. Why would you YOLO it on one trade? I would never risk more than 2% of my portfolio. And if I am trading something like an uncovered option, which is extremely rare, I'm always going to use a very tight stop loss so that if the option goes the other way and it starts following, the brokerage account is automatically going to trigger a sell and I will only lose a certain amount. The YOLOer who loses it all or a huge portion of their portfolio, for the most time they aren't using Stop losses, they are not, stop loss would be antithetical to why they're YOLOing. You can't YOLO and stop loss. That's, those two things don't go hand in hand. They're using naked options on a margin account to probably short a stock that has then skyrocketed or they've bet long on a stock and it falls incredibly. So 
We aren't talking about that. Today, we're talking about the safety net of the covered call. You already own 100 shares of this company because you need to to sell a covered call. So you've already put your risk out there. You have said, I'm willing to risk the money that it took to purchase this 100 shares. And now how can I make a little bit of money on those shares that I've already owned? You're not losing your whole portfolio here. You are selling the potential for some upside of the stock you already own, but you're never going to wreck yourself doing a covered call. Covered call is like the 82-year-old grandma strategy of options. It's slow. It's not all that exciting. But every once in a while, there's some wisdom found. You see, a covered call involves a seller offering buyers a call option at a set price and a set expiration date on a security that you, the seller, already own. You're not like out on the street corner or on Craigslist looking for a buyer. Your brokerage account has already set amounts in your broker. And there's already people out there saying that I will buy as soon as someone says that they will sell. Many, many stocks that you'll own are very liquid. Some of the larger ETFs are near instantaneous. Most of the times, your covered call is sold within a few seconds. So you say, I want to do this covered call at this strike price with this expiration date, and you click sell, and it's like, boom, approved. Professional market players write covered calls to boost their investment income. And individual investors can also benefit from the conservative but effective covered call strategy if you'll take the time to learn how it works and when to use it. All right, so what is a covered call? You are entitled to several rights as a stock contract owner. Congratulations, do you own 100 shares? You can do some stuff with that. You don't just have to sit and watch it appreciate. And some of those rights include the right to sell the security anytime you want for market price. Well, covered call writing sells this right to somebody else. And in uh, exchange for that right, that person's going to give you cash, meaning the buyer of the option gets the right to purchase your stock on or before the expiration date that you've determined, which is called the strike price in the expiration. A call option is the contract that gives the buyer the legal right but not obligation to buy the shares of the underlying stock at the set strike price on or before expiration. If the seller, that'd be you in this instance, of the call option also owns the underlying security, the option is considered, quote, covered, because you can deliver that instrument without having to purchase it on open market. You already have your cost basis set from the day that you purchased the 100 shares. And if you've dollar cost average, which is a great strategy, and you should be doing that, then your broker has figured out your cost basis. You can quickly click on your broker's website and figure out what your cost basis is. You already own the 100 shares, so there's no risk of you falling at the bottom part. And we're going to get into an example of selling a covered call right after this break. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, let's get into the meat, the juice, the explanation, the examples. Give it to me clear, Nick. Here we go. This is as clear as I can make it. Here's an example. You own 100 shares of Apple stock. Congratulations, you made a good investment. Your cost basis is $80 per share. You dollar cost averaged your way into it early, some years ago. And if you sold all your shares today, your cost basis is 80 bucks. That's how much it costs you to own Apple. Apple today is trading at 120 per share. So you have an unrealized gain of $40 per share. With the possible recession heading our way, you're worried Apple won't grow like it has in the last 7 to 10 years, but you still want to own Apple for the long term. You've heard that Apple Car might be coming out, and you think there is potential. But with a recession on hand, you're like, I don't know, like maybe it's just going to be kind of slow. So you want to own it for the next 10 to 20 years, but you also want to make money now. How can we do that? You sell a covered call. Your cost basis is $80 per share. The stock price is $120 per share. You can pick a strike price that is different from that 120, a price that you'd be willing to let it go of with your shares. And how do you pick that strike price? Well, it's a combination of the estimation of your willingness to give away at a possible date. So let's say you own it at 80, it's traded at 120. Would you be willing to sell it for 150, 135, 145? Like what, what's, your, what's your basis here? And then you look at the delta that we talked about before. This is how I mainly pick my strike prices because delta, as we discussed earlier, helps you to find the risk or the chance that this option will actually be assigned, a.k.a. will you have to sell your stock or not? So if the market is real volatile, like it has been in 2022, I sell options with a delta between 0.07 and 0.12. So you know, mainly I'm trying to stick around 0.1. And this tells me, the 0.1, that there is a 10% chance that I will have to sell my stock to the other person involved in this options contract. That also means there is a 90% chance I will not have to sell my stock. And I just keep the premium from the contract that we sold, the options contract, and then I redo it again the next week or the next month. So let's talk real example on Apple here. I'm going to change some of the numbers because I want to do live dates, live prices for today. So with Apple, you're selling a monthly option, a monthly covered call option with the 100 shares you already own. And we're going to do it at a delta of 0.10. So you have a 10% chance of getting your shares sold away. You would be paid $56 today for that. And let's say that you're willing to sell Apple at $148. That's your strike price. So if you selected the 148 you would scroll over and you'd see that someone is willing to pay you $56 for that. And you would also see that that is at the risk of 10%, which is the 10 delta. So what happens if you did that? You would immediately get the $56 premium from selling that contract. And here's the scenario is what could happen. Scenario number one, if the stock is below $148, which was your strike price after the 31 days, because you sold a monthly option, you keep your shares, and the 56 bucks. Scenario number two, the stock goes above the $148 strike price, and it ends the month at $150 per share. Well, you'd either be assigned, and you'd have to sell your stock to that person at $148, or you would buy back 
your option at a huge loss, probably like $1,000 if you waited too long. So personally, I would go with assignment. I would let the stock be sold off. And why is that? Well, because one, we got the $56 in premium. So that's good news. The other good news is that the stock went up. You're talking one month and your stock went from, let's say $130 per share up to $150 per share. And you sold it at a strike of 148. That means you made and got to keep the difference from $148 per share to the 130 that it was when you started this option. So you made $18 per share, $1,800 plus the 56 you got from the premium. Sure. Yes, you missed out on appreciation from 148 to 150. But now you have all of that cash on hand. And if you want to buy Apple again, guess what? All that cash is sitting in your brokerage account. So you need to add 144 more dollars because you got the $56 premium. And now you can buy back your Apple shares at 100. Or you can just wait probably a couple days for Apple to fall back down a little bit and then buy it at a price in which you like. But more likely than not, the 0.10 delta, the 10% chance of you getting assigned, you're not going to be assigned. So you just keep the $56 premium and then you'd be able to sell another option contract for a different strike price at a different delta if you so choose, whatever your risk allotment is. In a flatter and much less volatile market, early 2022, I was selling 0.2 and 0.3 delta. So there was a 20% chance and a 30% chance that I was going to get assigned and have to sell my stock. The premiums were much larger than $56. And since the market isn't as knee-jerk reaction, huge up and down swings, you'd be able to get more premium by taking on some more risk. But if the market is going to stay volatile, if it is going to be pretty risky, you just need to figure out, I've got 100 shares. I know my cost basis. What would I be willing to sell these shares for if it actually hit? And then decide from there, what delta do you want to use to assign that risk? Now, this show is about general investment ideas and general knowledge. I'm not telling you to follow me into any sort of investment, but I have seen the value of selling covered calls. In 2022, almost every long-term stock I had was declining. And every single week, I was selling a weekly covered call. And every single week on the stocks that I owned 100 shares on, I was being paid to watch my stocks go down. So I'm continuing to be bullish on the stocks in my long-term portfolio, specifically the uh, indexed ETFs. So I want to hold on to these. But as things are kind of flat and declining, a covered call was a way for me last year to pick up really a couple extra thousand dollars. If you just looked at the covered call premium itself, I was up 12.6% using covered calls. So that 12.6% helped offset the what 20% decline of the S&P 500. So take it for what you will. The covered call is a great way and I think fairly conservative way to make some money on shares that you like, on shares that you want to keep for the long term, but you can make some money in the short term. And that, my friends, is why you listen to the show for different sorts of ideas. Should this be your main investment objective? No. Can it add weekly, monthly, or quarterly income to shares you already own? It sure can. And is that why you listen to this podcast? I don't know. Maybe you just like my voice. I'm just trying to get you some ideas to maximize your investment education. And I hope this episode is helpful. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, and we'll see you next week. 
This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 